It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the NFL Jack Bible Spotlight Show. Connecting players with football industry professionals since 2002. It's what we do. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. I am your host, Rick Saratella. Tell it like it is when it comes to the NFL Draft since 2002. It's what we do. And I'm excited to catch up with one of the players that we had down at the College Gridiron Showcase during my tenure with those guys. He is Trey Dickerson, a defensive back who played his college ball at Emporia Emporia State. Uh, corner, nickel, safety, special teams, dynamo, do it all, jack of all trades. And we're excited to catch up with him and, you know, touch base with his progress, see where he's at, and all that good stuff here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. Today is January 31st, 2020. And we are counting you down to the 2020 NFL Draft over on NFLDraftBible.com. Please check us out. We've got a brand new website this year. All kinds of good resources and player tools and information on the NFL Draft process. So make sure you go there and check it all out. And of course, uh, we have our products and services also available if you are into the NFL Draft, well then, boy, oh boy, you're going to want to get your hands on the 2020 NFL Draft Bible. We are currently working on the All-Star Game Recap, which will be a PDF download. The book will be coming out uh, in April, and that'll be our biggest book yet. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible for all of our draft coverage and exclusive player interviews, such as the one we have today. And uh, the man I was just talking about is on the hotline now. We're going to welcome him in on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. He is Trey Dickerson catching up with us once again. Trey, how are we doing today? Hey, baby, I'm doing great, man. Great to be alive. Great to get going, ready to uh, attack the dream and see what happens. Yeah, it's another beautiful day here. And uh, you are a Houston guy, <clears throat> born and raised, I believe, aren't you? So are you down in the – the Texas area working out here? Yeah, raised in Houston. Um, I moved to Dallas when I was 14 years old. Unfortunately, at 14 years old, I lost my mother and uh, moved to Dallas to move in with my uncle where a lot of my life changes started to happen. And uh, that's currently where I'm at training and uh, moving around. Well, hey, you're no stranger to adversity. You've been hopping and bopping and moving around, and we had a chance to catch up with you and have you down in uh, the College Gridiron Showcase, which was also in Texas. And, you know, yeah. we had a chance to get a glimpse at your game and show you, show off your versatility, a little corner, a little slot, a little safety, uh, special teams. I know something that you're very excited about as well. So, you know, take us through, yeah. you know, your process, what you've been up to since then, what you've been working on and trying to get better at? Oh, man, Rick, where do I start? From that point on, a lot of things have changed. You know, that was uh, 
coming out of there was my first experience being around a lot of guys at a high level, you know, playing at D2 and in Fourier State. So that was a great experience to play them, and it let me know where I was at, let me know that I can actually do this, you know. And um, when I was there, I had a great experience, and then I went to go train in Michael Johnson's performance, which put me around a lot of guys that were getting drafted, a lot of guys that were uh, are currently playing right now. And that put a lot of confidence in me that, hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to continue with this no matter what. And uh, didn't get a side right away after that draft year. Um, but I went to, oh, man, I went through a long journey, long process of trying to get into AAF. And I actually went to the combine. I wasn't able to get in, but I drove three hours to Houston when I was in Dallas that year of that combine. And I actually found somebody there um, that, that knew of me. Uh, that was a scout for one of the teams called Bob Morris. And he um, – I didn't get to do the combine or anything, but he remembered me actually from the College Gridiron Showcase. And he called me that day, the next day after the showcase – I mean, the combine. And he said, hey, we – matter of fact, what's crazy is he was the only person I talked to at the College Gridiron Showcase. He was with the 49ers, and um, he was the only person I talked to that day. And he remembered me, and he called me, and he said, hey – he ended up calling me two months later, and they gave me a shot, and I played with the AAF through the tra- training camp, uh, and that was 2019, early last year. And then after that, I went to the Sioux Falls Storm, and that was my first professional experience, and I had a great year. Led the team to interceptions, led the team to tackles for a DB, and the team actually won the championship. So that was a great experience to get filmed. And, man, it's been a journey. What an incredible a story. And, uh no, it's been fun. It's been fun to hear because, you know, it's tough. I mean, you know, and everybody uh, that is a fan of the draft, usually they're uh, sprayed all over the place with all these, you know, great stories. But, you know, for those that love the game, that are passionate about football, that's all they know. Blood, sweat, and tears runs through their veins. And someone like yourself that's willing to do whatever it takes I mean, it's just an incredible yep. story of perseverance, the dedication, the love for the game, and you're willing to yep. do whatever it takes. And, you know, that's yep. the one thing that talking to you, the passion that oozes out of you, I mean, it, it, it comes across. And I bet that scout that remembered you from the College Gridiron Showcase remembered, you know, your passion for the game. And uh, you just never yep. know where your next journey might take you. And, uh, you know, the Alliance League was a, 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 a fire, you know, dumpster fire itself, right? And then, yep. <laughs> you know, you get an opportunity with the Sioux Falls Storm and win a championship, lead the league in interceptions, and now the time is right. The time is right to take the next step, and that's I'm why right. we're out here telling your story on the Player Spotlight Show. Who was your head coach over there at Sioux Falls? Um, Curtis Reed. He's uh, okay. I think he was the first coach there, and he's been there for almost 20 years. And had 14 championships, so they called him like the Patriots of the league. So I was blessed to go to a good team. And what would you say was your biggest learning experience? What were you able to uh, accomplish or improve upon? Obviously, you're playing in you know so a smaller space there, so you got to rely rely a little oh, bit more on your quickness and change of direction, athleticism, correct? Yes, sir. Oh, man, uh, I learned so much there. For one, um, like you said, that small space, I would compare that to the NFL as far as getting the ball out as fast as possible 
the play happening, you know. And I talked to a few NFL guys, a few friends that I have, and they're like, no, I think it's actually faster. So when it comes to that, my DB game, I had to be ready every play. Every play somebody's going to hit you, every play you're going to have some type of contact and you got to be ready for it. And if you're not, you're just you're not going to win the play. It doesn't matter. You could be as big as you think you are or as strong as you are, you're not going to win. So it put me in a mindset where I made a lot of tackles. Like when you, a lot of people watching my film, they're like, man, you were hitting, man. You were making tackles. But that was never my game when I was at Emporia State. I was always the cover guy that used to, line me up with somebody man-to-man and say, just take him 80% of the plays. Um, But when I went to the storm, I was really focusing on off coverage a lot. Uh, My tackling got so much better. Um, So I think I I, I created a position for me going to the next level. I think that hybrid position that Tyron Matthew plays, I really think that I can play that very well, as well as playing outside. And I can think, I know I can line up at safety now. So that's it gave me a little versatility in that area. Um, but the most part where I, where I grew was mentally, you know, and I've learned that this game is 75% mental. The rest is just athletic and uh, everything you work for. So um, the mental part of it, I mean, I was on a great team. Like I said, these guys were, most of them were two, three years in with that team and they were used to a winning culture. And um, I had to learn to humble myself and to, to be a great teammate, play special teams when I have to, make plays when I have to, and um, learn to be a leader when it's time to be a leader. You know, I've learned that that my mentality is a lot different when it comes to um, work ethic. I do a lot of extra stuff, and that's one thing I didn't understand in college. I didn't know how to use that energy to help other people when I was on a team. So I really grew in that area, and, man, uh, I feel ready to make any team now at this point. I can play at any level. Um, so I grew in a lot of areas, but the mental area is where I think I grew the most, where most people won't see until I get to the next, my next destination. We're talking to Trey Dickerson here right now on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And, Trey, I think you hit the nail on the head on a few things there. I will say that, yes, It is more mental than physical. Everybody's talented at the next level. When you become a pro, everybody's athletic, everybody's fast, everybody's quick. But to your point, it is that mental preparation, that mental grind that kind of separates players. And it sounds like in speaking with you or listening to you talk, uh, the maturation process, you know, how far you've grown as a person, not just in the game of football, but just listening to you talk and the game of life that you've developed and, uh, you know, and, and that's not a, necessarily a bad thing. I mean, everybody, uh, the light bulb comes on, you know, for me, it was even later than yourself. So um, the point is you put yourself in position now where teams are going to recognize your talents, where you're playing some of your best ball. And, you know, you mentioned the honey badger and, and the role that he's had here, you know, guiding the chiefs to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, yeah. I do see that kind of versatility in your game and that was noticeable down at the Cosgridarn Showcase, your ability to play multiple spots. But let's give our listening audience an update, scouting report from your own mouth, uh, you know, whether it's a scout, an executive, a GM, a coach. You don't know who's listening right now. Maybe they're hearing about Trey Dickerson for the first time. Give us a little self-scouting yeah. report about yourself, Trey. 
Uh, well, I'm a long, rangy corner. Um, I can sit on the outside. I love to compete. Um, that's one of my favorite things, to, to sit there one-on-one with a guy and we battle it out and, and uh, to get an over edge on a guy, that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, but not only that, I love my, one of my main things is effort. So you put me on special teams, I will do any position that you put me at, and I know I can succeed at it. Um, and as far as when it comes to uh, playing corner, I know one of the biggest factors that I am good at that I don't see in a lot of corners today. Uh, and this is just honestly, humbly speaking, that I can play the ball better than any corner. Um, you know, one guy that stuck out to me this season was number 24 from LSU. He played that ball amazing. He was a freshman, and I saw that. I'm like, dang, he plays like me. Um, that's something that I feel that I can really separate myself at any level and uh, play the corner position. I love to tackle and uh, get in the box and play the run. So um, one one area I haven't showcased since high school that I'm a returner. Um, since I grew up, the only position I ever played was running back and receiver. I didn't play corner until I got to college my junior year. And that's one thing I haven't showcased yet, but I can't wait to showcase. That's a uh, part of my game that um, I get an edge on once I get the ball. So um, that mental edge, like I was stating earlier, I'm a guy that can, you know, you put it in any position, I can find a way to get it done, and I love to learn. You, know, you put me around anybody, I'm a sponge. I want to be able to learn from anybody. You give me that opportunity, I'm there, you know. I haven't been hurt throughout college. I never had, by the grace of God, an injury that I had to have surgery on, anything like that. So when it comes to durability, I'm at the top of my game. So, you know, I'm only 25. Um, there's a lot of guys that were rookies at 25. You got Taysom Hill in the NFL is 30. You got uh, Terrence Newman, who was 25 as a, a rookie. Um, Roger Staubach, I believe he was 27. So my age isn't a problem. I'm durable. And, uh, yeah, you could put me anywhere. I wish I was coming out of the draft this year. <laughs> I think I would be uh, a top guy <laughs> even higher. <laughs> well, hey, listen, availability is your best ability. And, you know, when teams hear about a cover corner who can uh, stick his nose in mud and come up, make a tackle in the box and loves to cover, loves to tackle – and is an incredible athlete. You mentioned, you know, you grew up as a running back and wide receiver primarily, and I'm I'm guessing it's because you were such an athlete that the coach wanted to get your ball, the ball in your hands. Because I, I do know that you you were a multi-sport athlete. I mean, you played basketball, baseball, track and field, football. I mean, you yep. were a multi-sport standout growing up, weren't you? Yep. Um, I always played every sport. Never, never not play one sport. So I actually. So I got out of college. I uh, I was a triple jumper in college, and uh, I always stuck with that. So all the way through high school, played baseball, track, every sport. Um, basketball was one of my favorite sports to play. Um, but track in college was an area that I continued on, and uh, triple jumping was a place that I did pretty good at. I didn't come back for my senior year because I started pursuing football, but I ended up getting second in conference and uh, had a chance to go to the uh, the national, so, um, yeah, playing different sports is what I've always done, and the corner position is kind of crazy how I got to it, you know, I was 
first time I ever played football was seventh grade football in Houston, and I tried out for running back. They moved me to corner, and I played it for a little bit, and they realized I got a pick and I returned it. So they said, okay, let's try my running back then. And uh, when I moved to Dallas, I played running back, but the coach said, do you look, you look like a corner? You want to play corner? I said, no. It took me a while to uh, learn the system and get on the field in high school, play running back through high school. But my senior year, everybody wanted to put me at corner. I said, no, I'm a running back. You know, my I grew up, my dad played running back in college. Eric Dickerson is actually my cousin. Um, and I knew that as a, as a child. And they used to tell me, hey, that's your cousin. So in my mind, I'm a running back. And college would come see me. They'd say, you want to play corner? Nope. The pride was killing me. And I took the only scholarship that offered me as a running back with the 40th state. And <laughs> two years after being a running back, they moved me back to corner. <laughs> so it's a position that they always need me back to no matter what. And, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's been great for me now. I, I wish I would have started it a little bit earlier. But um, being a multi-sports athlete really helped me out a lot. The cornerback life just keeps on calling you back. But, yeah, I mean, growing up the cousin <laughs> of Eric Dickerson, it's hard not to, you know, think that you are a running back. So uh, picking up a couple yep. tidbits here with Trey Dickerson, the uh, former Emporia State defensive back here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. Uh, one or two more questions before we let, we let you boogie here, Trey. You know, let's get to know you a little bit off the playing field. I mean, uh, when you're not playing football, studying football, watching football, uh, what do you like to do in your spare time? I know you uh, were part of the Boys and Girls Club growing up. You're an outdoors person, but, you know, when you're not playing mm-hmm. football, what are some of the activities that you enjoy during your downtime? Yeah, I'm a, um, I'm an outdoor person. I love to be outside. Uh, I love to just do any type of activity, fishing, hiking, um, going to gyms, working out, of course. I don't know if you want to consider that football, but that's uh, working out of something I truly love to do. Um, and I actually have a, a personal training, fitness, recreational company that me and uh, a guy are working on right now. And I'm trying to get it going before somebody picks me up. So getting a team that, that I have uh, feel like have, are like-minded individuals, and we're trying to uh, have one of the best gyms in the world one day. You know, so I'm trying to set myself up after I'm done with football. There won't be no awkward space after, you know, I decide that, hey, I'm done um, and uh, can't play anymore. So that's one of the things that I spend a lot of time doing when I'm not training or getting ready for football is just trying to get that ready because I know there's going to be a time where I won't have no time to work on it because once I'm playing football, that's what I focus on. You know, I don't try to put no other areas in there, but I'm building that team around. So when I leave, uh, that t- that thing will be taken care of, and I come back and it's just rolling, just hop right into it. So um, besides that, like I said, I like to be outdoors and just enjoy life. You know? I like playing video games and stuff, but sometimes I feel like I'm losing a part of life when I'm inside all day. So I just it's just an edge that I get in my head that, like, I got to go outside. I got to go do something. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Smart man. Well, hey, no, congratulations on the gym. Sounds exciting, and wish you the best of luck with the fitness company. Since you mentioned the gym, we had you, you know, last time we checked with you, we had you listed at about five foot eleven, one hundred and eighty-five pounds. What are you weighing these days? 
Yeah, I'm actually about the same now. I uh, moved around a little bit. When I was with the Storm, I was about 190. When I was with uh, the American Alliance League, I was about 190. And I found 185. Is I think that's around my 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 playing weight. I'm just working on adding a little more muscle right now, so I may get back up to about 190. But I'm sitting out about 185, uh, solid. So uh, didn't grow any taller. Unfortunately, but <laughs> uh, about the same weight. Yeah, it's funny how that stops happening after about twenty-one, twenty-two, right? Uh, yeah. The the the, yeah, no. the the weight comes <laughs> easier, but not the height, right? <laughs> so yeah. Well, hey Trey, uh, you know this has been uh, a pleasure getting to know your story a little bit more since the last time we chatted, and uh, I'm glad yeah. we got a chance to kind of highlight some of the things that you're doing, the great accomplishments that you've accomplished, and. Uh, you know, before we wrap it up and let you go, any final thoughts, any shout-outs you want to give, any final messages you want to deliver to our listening audience here? Oh, man, I just want the world to, to continue to grow and come together, you know, with this thing that happened with Kobe Bryant. It's touching everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's an area where I can really, really say that I know about because I lost my mother at 14 suddenly kind of how Kobe left, and the feeling I see so many people having on TV is, like, so familiar. I know that feeling. I know um, what it feels like to have that loss, and a lot of people feel that loss, too, even though they don't know Kobe. So I want people to know that, hey, if you really appreciate what Kobe did, if you really see what Kobe did, you have to live your life like he's looking at you every single moment. You know, I was on the field yesterday, and Kobe is an influence. I look at him as a mentor. I've never met him, but he's like a mentor to me because how much I've listened to him. He has a movie called Muse, and I watch it probably two to three times a year. I mean, two to three times a month. Um, so I'm watching that thing a lot, and I'm learning from him. I've been studying him since he was, you know, in in the NBA, and I've been watching his interviews trying to learn from him. So I really look for him as a mentor, and when I when I heard we lost him, it felt like it was a family member, and um, what happened to me, like I've learned about death, and I've learned about how to appreciate death, you know, how to look at people's lives and like, wow, he's really successful. Like, that's amazing the things he's done, you know, that's, that's in that little sort of time. And I look at it like, man, he didn't care. He's focused on what he's going to. He won't stop. If he wants something, he's going to get it. He's not going to let nobody tell him he's nothing different. And when I was on the field yesterday, I was at SMU, and, man, I felt the mamba in me. I felt that passion in me. I'm not scared to be who I am. I'm not scared to, to um, show my work ethic somewhere where I, I felt like I had to hide at a young age. So I want people to know that, you know, if you look at Kobe's life, really live your life like how he lived his life. So that's how we cannot um, – be depressed over, be sad. You know, I talked to a lot of people said that they're sad about it and it hurts them. Well, let's start living like he's watching us, and that's how you uh, appreciate his life. Great message, Trey. Uh, well, well said, and uh, I know you speak from experience, so we appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. And hey, you know, I, I, I've learned you know several things here on this conversation with you during the past half hour. Or so, so hey. Uh, We appreciate you, and I thank you for taking the time here, and I look forward 
to your next destination. I know you're going to be playing uh, somewhere soon, and you are an incredible talent, an even better individual and human being. And uh, we thank you so much. I know you and I will be chatting uh, soon, but we we appreciate your time here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And uh, I'll let you get back to the gym because I know you're probably anxious to get another workout in here. <laughs> I'm on my way right now, about five minutes away. So about to head to you There off. you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rick. All right, Trey. We'll we'll chat soon, my man. That's Trey Dickerson here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show, bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. It's what we do, and we will have a full-blown, in-depth scouting report on Trey. All of his background information, his latest game film highlights, this interview in its entirety, and uh, I will be talking to teams out there uh, and excited where Trey lands because uh, I think coming off that Sioux Falls stint and some of the things he did there is, you know, grab the attention of talent evaluators around the country. So, hey, uh, keep it locked. Tune in next time to the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. Of course, you can follow our draft journey, all our latest interviews on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. Till the next time, everybody. This is the NFL Draft Bible Spotlight Show. Connecting players with football industry professionals since 2002. It's what we do. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.